1: Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com.
0: Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
2: Blob Talk Radio. Radio. Radio.
1: You don't know nothing about me. And your friends are all coding, man. They're just like you. I'm in you tight and told what to do. We don't care if we don't step on our right foot. We do what feels good. And we don't do it in the classrooms either.
3: We do it on the street.
1: I mean, lady, y'all be showing people how you down with breaking. And that's bulls because you ain't down with nothing.
4: The forbidden dance, lambada. Are you ready to step up? So
5: what the hell's this? It's called Defy. It's short for dance fighting. Dance fighting? What the hell's that? B-boy fight club. You battle, right? Yeah, we battle. All right, now just reverse the rules. In dance battles, you're not allowed to draw contact. But here, you better knock your opponent out before he knocks you out. Maniac!
0: Hey everybody, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Greg Reifestek Movie Maniac here on the GRR Greg Reifestek Radio Network. Thanks for uh, sharing your Sunday evening with me. I'm here live from Hollywood, California. And uh, we have a wonderful show for you this evening that you will not forget after you listen to it. Uh, We are doing a street dance movie-themed show. That's right, all the popping and locking and breaking and making it that you can tolerate. That's right. (laughs) So hopefully we'll have a lot of fun. Um, We are definitely going to have a great time because in the... Greg Reistek, Movie Maniac Internet Airwaves, we are going to have on the phone the one, the only legendary choreographer, street dancer, and director, Adolfo Shabudu Canones. That's right. Uh, he's a forefather of street dancing and I can't wait to talk to him I've had a short conversation with him on the phone and I love what he's all about Uh, you'll probably remember him of course from the break in movies back in the 80s as well as uh, his work with Madonna and lots of other performers that he has done a choreographer for he's uh, directed films he's know choreographed music videos he has done it all now he and he always has taken his knowledge and uh, passed it on uh, to to people of his generation and people of the next generations he uh, has this street dance teacher program and he teaches dancers to be street dance teachers all around the world Uh, Then, after that, we are going to have the director, the producer, and some of the stars of the new street dance slash martial arts spectacular. That's right. We're going to learn about Defy, dance fighting. The new movie is called Battle B-Boy, and it is uh, already out and uh, available on um, iTunes. Uh, You can look at the... uh, you can look at the trailer there, and we'll learn more about that later. Shabadoo is going to sit in and critique the film uh, right live for you. So that should be fun. That should be exciting. If you're listening online, feel free to join us in the chat room, or you can call in and talk about your movie experiences at 646-716-7132. Again, that's 646-716-7132. If you can't listen to us streaming online, um here at Blog Talk Radio, you can also call us at that number, and you can listen over the phone line and enjoy the whole two hours of business that way. Uh, you can also tweet me during the show at Movie Maniac Greg, and you can like me on Facebook by just typing in Greg Rifesteck Movie Maniac. I'm the only Greg Rifesteck Movie Maniac on there, or you can type it in the browser, Facebook.com/slash Greg Rifesteck Movie Maniac. So, um, again, thank you for tuning in. I've um, been waiting to do this show for uh, about a month now, and I'm really excited um, because I have always been a big fan of these movies uh, all the way from way back when. So, uh, you know, without any uh, chit-chat or f- further, um, further ado, let's uh, get on to our first segment
6: the day in movie maniac history.
0: Yeah, I got my brand new little theme going and everything. <laughs> Every week we explore one day in me, Greg Riceck Movie Maniac's uh, film history that affected me greatly. And uh, this week I want to take you back uh, to a time. I want you to, let's go on the Wayback Machine, if you will, with Peabody and Sherman and everybody. And long before Fandango, long before you even walked up to a box office and bought a movie ticket, you know, with a computerized movie system, you used to have to actually wait in line, people. <laughs> you used to actually have to show up, wait in line. <laughs> and when I was young in uh, inner city Chicago, all we would do is hop on the CTA bus and get there and with a movie like this i mean we would get there about <clears throat> about excuse me 45 minutes uh early hour early because there'd be a line down the block this is back when stuff was first come first served that was it so if they didn't have enough seats in the theater you know you're just stuck waiting in line until the next show <laughs> so back in 1984 we remember the breakdance craze You'd be watching TV, and all of a sudden, you'd see you know, the Alfonso Ribeiro breakdance kit. Remember Alfonso Ribeiro back when he was doing Everybody had their breakdance kit. All the celebrities were trying to do breakdancing, and um, they were uh, trying to steal all the thunder away from the street culture, trying to popularize it, and everybody was – it was good, though. But everybody was putting their uh, – taking their street corner and uh, putting on their cardboard, and everybody was uh, – you know, I had my uh, Smurf blue parachute pants. I was trying to get into it. <laughs> I had my uh, cap, my checkered cap. I had my Vans checkered shoes that I had, uh, you know, uh, from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I, I see, I was a trendsetter. <laughs> I gotta, I, I, I gotta get this off my chest. But I, I'm going to take a little, uh, little segue here. I used to, not a segue actually. I'm a uh, we're gonna go off the beaten path, and I was one of the first people at my school, Alessandro Volta Grammar School, the most boring grammar school in Chicago. And I used to watch music videos, and I saw this early music video for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I saw Spicoli wearing the uh, vans black and white checkered shoes and I said hey I gotta have me a pair of those so I'm wearing them and I'm all comfortable I got laughed at every damn chance somebody could laugh at me (laughs) but of course six months later after the movie comes out everybody had those and I'd moved on to my Miami Vice look so that's just the way it goes but I digress year was 1984 I had my checkered cap but my tail my little chic you know uh Uh, tail on the back of it i had my smurf blue parachute pants and all i couldn't i could dance but i couldn't street dance that's for damn sure i mean maybe i could moonwalk and maybe maybe attempt a pop or (laughs) i probably couldn't um but i was into watching people and i loved having people take their bodies to other places where it's why i watch the x games now i like seeing people take their bodies to other places and just defy gravity and defy all logical physical uh, uh what the physical body is supposed to do and take it beyond its limits so i'm at the lincoln village theater in lincolnwood illinois and i'm in the line waiting to go see breaking breaking one it was may 4th 1984 waited for 45 minutes got there 45 minutes early, we get to the front of the line, and three people from the front of the line, we were told, it was sold out. So we had to wait for the entire showing of the movie, we went over to a hot dog joint, sent somebody over there, we're sitting there eating our hot dogs, we're waiting in line, it's hotter than hell, it's I remember, usually it's okay in Chicago in May, but it was hotter than hell. (laughs) But I remember we said, we need to see this movie the first day. We need to see this Friday afternoon. You know, we were seeing it the second show. We wanted to see it the first show, but we're stuck seeing it the second show. So I finally saw Breakin' and fell in love with all the characters, Shabadoo, Turbo, you know, Lucinda Dickey, everybody in this movie, you know, it, 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 I remember it really having a it, – it had a profound effect on me because growing up in the city – Um, Everybody, you know, it's a whole hopes and dreams and all of that, um, you know, cheesy malarkey that they put into the movies. But, I mean, you do have to have hopes and dreams. And this was our fun way of escapism and really getting into it and really enjoying this, um, what a lot of people thought was a fad, but, of course, has, uh, you know, expanded and been taken to new limits and just has become this incredible art form, this incredible dance form. So that was my day in movie maniac history. Uh, Basically, I'm going to now go into my top five dance movies of all time. And let's start at number five, because I think we already know what number one is going to be. Hint, hint, hint. Um, But um, I know a lot of people, if you want to call in, if you want to Facebook me, if you want to tweet me and tell me I'm wrong, that's great, because none of these are the right answers. These are my personal top five favorite street dance movies. Um, So let's get to it. Drum roll in your head for number five. You got served. Yes, I know i If you look on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing has some horrible ratings, but it made money, and it is i think it's a really fun dance movie it's of the los angeles style uh it centers around two best friends, Elgin and david they're brothers um and uh well, they're not brothers brothers, but um you know they're uh street brothers, and uh they um uh, our friends, and they, uh, um, uh, they head a crew of urban uh, street dancers, and basically they enter these underground uh, dance competitions that are refereed by Mr. Rad, played by Steve Harvey, and I just think it's a fun movie. And of course, you got served. Ended up becoming. Uh, they made fun of this movie on a South Park episode. Uh, the term became part of the popular vernacular. It already was a part of the street dance vernacular, but it had become part of the popular vernacular. So when something crosses over like that, you know, that's. Um, I did not go see the movie the first weekend. I, I don't. I didn't even see this movie at the theater. In fact, I saw it on video and really enjoy watching it every single time it comes on Late Night Cable. <laughs> and actually, I might as well say I'm going to start doing a spin off show of this show probably called Late Night Cable on my comedy uh, podcast. And I'm going to be starting Boredom Breed Stupidity, but uh, I'll talk about that more in a little bit. But um, yeah, love you got served. That's number five. Move on to number four um, we have a tie, and it's because I love the movie Step Up. Yes, I know it is a total guilty pleasure of mine. I think it's a fun film, and I like step up two and the reason I have them as a tie is these two movies are two um they have the same plot they essentially both rip off um the uh I mean the first one rips off the movie fame. You have, you know, the whole school of the arts plot going on, the lovers from both sides of the tracks, you know, she's from the rich side of the tracks and he's just a janitor and he's going to, you know, uh, uh, he starts as a janitor and then she needs somebody to dance with and her dancer gets hurt and, oh, no, and... Of course, she has a dance competition that she needs to be in, and she needs somebody right away, and she sees his strong arms, and blah 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 blah. And I mean, the chemistry between Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan is, I think it's really fun. I think it's great. Um, they have a really nice chemistry. They are married in real life. I, I, I their boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, I believe they got married in real life Ann, Ann Fletcher directed this before she did the proposal and uh she um is uh way into dancing herself and it was very uh uh very uh gave the character some depth a lot more depth than uh, most of the characters usually have in these movies and uh step up 2 is uh, a com- it, it's the same plot recycled again just like all the step up movies are which is why three and four are definitely not on this because they just have watered. they keep watering it down watering it down watering it down but step up two was fun john chu uh john chu was a fantastic director on here he really immersed himself into the street dance culture uh the modern street dance culture he really uh the dance crews he got for the movie are incredible. I mean, this movie, um, I mean, the Jabberwockies were already on the map, but because of uh, the Step Up movies, uh, I mean, that got them a show in Vegas. And if you haven't seen that show in Vegas, I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic, fantastic show. But I digress. But Step Up 2 is just – it uh, takes it to the next level. The dance battles are incredible. You go on the whole uh, journey of the street dance battles and uh, that whole culture. So tied at number four is Step Up and Step Up 2. Number three is another guilty pleasure of mine. I'm using that term a lot uh, this episode. And it's Beat Street. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's a cheesy, 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 cheesy movie. (laughs) But, I mean... It's New York-style breakdancing, not L.A. Uh, it's very much into the street culture, very much into the graffiti culture. I I, I like the plot.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm one of those people that um, I like chicken sandwiches, and I like turkey burgers. And I'll eat the same chicken sandwich and turkey burgers over and over again with different fixings on them, as long as it's a damn good chicken burger, a damn good turkey burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and Beat Street is a, another chicken sandwich of street dance film, and I, um, it, um, it plays on all the same inner city, uh, uh, coming from the inner city myself, growing up on the a, a north side of Chicago, um, has all of the themes I could relate to, you know, all the, you know, your hopes and dreams. You have the uh, guy that's the uh, musician that's trying to make it in music. You have the guy that's uh, the businessman who's trying to make it in business. And you have, God, there's a third guy. Oh yeah. Well, of course there's a graffiti artist that wants to, you know, legitimize it as an art form, which of course it is, but wants to bring it into popular culture. And, I will just end my argument here with uh, Radon Chong is in the movie. Uh, That's all you need, right? (laughs) Not too hard on the eyes there. So uh, moving on to number two, Wild Style. Yes, 1983, really raw, really gritty movie in the South Bronx. It's a docudrama about uh, street dancing and the graffiti culture, Almost like yeah, it's like it, it's essentially a documentary. Follows um, a lot of the uh, street culture, but it's not like the flashy, flashy movies that uh, were um, breakin' and uh, beat street and crush groove and all the other uh, copies that came out around them. This was this was some raw stuff. This was the real deal because it was film documentary style, and I mean. It introduced a lot of the world for the first time to the Rocksteady crew, to Fab Five Freddy, and, you know, they're featured in all their glory. If if you're able to find this movie, you're going to have a blast watching this movie. It's awesome. So, let's, of course, get to number one. Let's, of course, get to number one. Excuse me. Taking a drink of water here. And... um, we are going to get to Break-In and Break-In 2. Of course, these are these are the originators of the uh, street dance movies, and that's why I wanted to get Shabadoo on the show today, because um, when you're going to talk street dance movies, you damn well better have Shabadoo on the line. Um, it's a tie for me. Both films, it's just like with Step Up 1 and Step Up 2, one is one film, one's the other film. I mean, film number one, it's an origin story. We all love an origin story. This is, you know, Shabadoo and Turbo and Listen to Dickie all getting together and meeting. And, uh, you know, we see the forging of their friendship and um, a little bit of the you know conflict and they all learn to eventually trust each other and we're dealing with the uh, clashes of cultures we're dealing with the clashes of class and uh, we have been are taken to the next level on break in two where of course it's the yep let's save the community center uh plot line that has been used over and over and over. But I mean, it has the awesome, you know, like old, let's put on a show uh, mentality of like the old, uh, old, uh, f- uh, older films where it's, let's all put on a show. Let's have fun. Let's do it for a cause. And, um, every film is stolen this, but it, it, and this was the originator. This was fun. You know, let's save miracles. And, uh, you also have, um, you know, just incredible dancing. I mean, you have you have uh, the uh, broom, the broom dancing scene. You have uh, Shabadou's work throughout the entire film. That's just unforgettable. You have uh, the end battle. That's just so astonishing to watch to this day. And I mean, these were moves that have now you know been taken to whole new levels. And this was the these are the original times. That um, these were shown, so um pretty damned incredible movies, so um yeah i I really enjoyed watching these movies, especially because i mean they're escapism, they're popcorn movies. you really uh just can't get enough of seeing people defy gravity, defy um do things with their bodies that go beyond um, anything that you think the body can do. I I might as well just, you know, go off on a tangent here. Uh, I really, really, really um, enjoyed watching. I have a really messed up guilty pleasure with this show called Nitro Circus, and I can finally talk about the well, I can talk about this on the show because, yes, they made a movie <laughs> um it used to be an m t v series, and I'm way into watching extreme sports and uh travis Pastrana, of course, is an incredible uh, dirt biker and has um a death wish, <laughs> just like most um uh, and, and all extreme sports people do not have. Death wish, but Travis Pastrana has a death wish, and if you've watched any of the episodes of the show Nitro Circus, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. This guy, uh, they did um, platform jumps off of uh, the top of the palms. They would just run, you know, up to the run up to the top of the palms, not tell anybody, you know, get the rights to do it later, and just like jump off with parachutes into a platform jump off of the top of the palms in Vegas and all of a sudden land in the parking lot and then jump into a van and just speed off. Um, one of the craziest ass things that Travis Pastrana did was, uh, jump out of a plane without a parachute. Yeah, that's kind of normal, right? (laughs) This guy drinks a Red Bull, doesn't have a parachute on, decides, Okay, I'm gonna jump out of a plane, and he jumps out with two guys that have parachutes, and he, all three of them go, but he goes first, and the par- guys in the parachutes catch up with him, and he free falls probably for a good ten thousand, fifteen thousand feet, and then they, you know, snatch him up and, uh, you know, wrap him up and, and bring him down, and he lands with, you know, with some guy uh, <laughs> wrapped around him with a parachute, and I'm like wow <laughs> i mean they um in the new movie they uh jump stuff across uh they they're back at the palms i see th- yeah where they're back at the pl- they they have they're back on top of buildings jumping with a ramp and uh jumping uh, derp, uh dr- jumping bikes from one building to another with no nets uh all they're doing some of the stuff that they did on the show they take uh kids uh, like tricycle and ride it up a big hill and then do like a flip and land <laughs> just amazing 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 crazy stuff but n- I can't recommend highly enough uh, Nitro Circus 3D it is a crazy 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 ass show <laughs> just amazing and that's why I like these dance movies so much. And it's why um I've uh I well later on in the show we're gonna have uh, the uh director and the producers in the cast of Battle B Boy and they're uh attempting something new by taking uh traditional street dancing and uh taking it to another level by um adding martial arts to it and using it to battle and uh I think doing different things with the body is amazing as I've already said I think that um defying the odds of uh what the human body can do is pretty amazing so uh go and see Nitro Circus 3D it's uh pricey pricey with the 3D but it is so damn worth it it is just amazing ah <laughs> oh. So um, I am seeing that we uh, have our uh, guest, our first guest on the line. Uh, So I'm going to uh, take a short break. Um, Thank you for uh, enjoying my – hopefully you enjoyed my rundown of my top five personal favorite dance movies, of course. Always up for debate. As I said in the first episode of the show – I don't do one of those critic shows where my opinion is the right opinion. It's it's my experience of watching the movies. So um, hopefully you uh, will uh, start a dialogue uh, about these movies as a result. And uh, if you're of the newer generation and haven't seen movies like Wild Style and uh, Beat Street and haven't even seen the Breakin' movies, hopefully you'll go back and watch them. Speaking of Breakin'. Uh, You've been waiting a half hour to hear from him And uh, we've been publicizing this a lot And I'm really glad that he agreed to come on my show After the break, we are going to have Shabadoo himself On the line to talk about his amazing career And maybe some secret plans he has for the future And also what he is doing in the present To uh, preserve uh, the street dance culture uh, And also to teach street dancing to the next generation. So we're gonna take a short break, and I'm gonna play some trailers to get us in the mood. Stay tuned.
1: Break in, and death don't stop. Here comes the movie that's fresh and hot with high energy. Dancing to the beat with a scratchy sound comes from the street. This movie is unique. Don't be mistaken. you got to see Breaking. Breaking Rated PG starts Friday, May 4th. Party people in the place to be.
4: This is what you've all been waiting to see. Electric Boogaloo,
1: the ultimate show. We can leave ozone and turbo. Electric Boogaloo is breakdance 2. Yes, Hi. Electric Boogaloo's action, dance the best you'll get If you like break right, when you ain't seen
7: nothing yet I'll finish you, your friends, and your whole damn neighborhood
1: This time there is an enemy, so they must unite Because the neighbors what you believe in, sometimes you must fight
5: You lost your edge Right
1: Electric Boogaloo's the greatest, nothing can compete And once you've seen this movie, you'll believe in the beast Another good one from Canon.
0: Definitely another good one from Canon. <laughs> oh, got to love Canon pictures. There is actually, if you go on my uh, Movie Maniac Facebook fan page, there is a link probably about a month back. They are actually doing a documentary of uh, the Canon films. And uh Alamo Draft House releasing out of Austin is going to be showing the film. A gentleman made a a uh, documentary about uh Canon and the way they used to do business and the films they used to put out. And I mean they trusted uh they trusted a lot of the trends and put out wonderful films like the Breakin films. So uh thank goodness for uh thank goodness for the freewheeling uh 80s uh, financing of films. (laughs) So welcome back. Um, Hopefully that got you pumped up. Uh, We're uh, now going to uh, bring on our guest. I don't want to keep him on hold any longer. Um, On the Movie Maniac Airwaves, we're going to bring in on the one, the only legendary choreographer, street dancer, and director. Shabadou is Everybody remembers him from, of course, the break in movies, but I mean, this guy has done it all. He has directed his own films. He has worked with Madonna, and he's choreographed many videos. He's been doing this. Uh, he, he's the originator. Uh, let's see if we can get him on the line. Uh, Shabadou, are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, sorry to keep you on hold for so long.
1: <laughs> no problem.
0: Cool, cool. So, um, you were on the line and heard those trailers. Those trailers take you back, or what?
1: Well, yeah, it takes me back to a magical era in street dance and hip hop. Uh, back to a time where we had our innocence and uh, we had a lot of hope and we were looking towards the future. So, yeah, it takes me back in a in a in a fond way.
0: Uh, But does it, uh, I mean, in your uh, development as a dancer, I mean, so you, you came from Chicago and at what age though, did you realize you were serious about dancing?
1: Well, you know, I I was serious about dancing as far back as um, about three to five years old. Um, It wasn't to the industry itself to take me serious uh and that was when I was about sixteen or
6: seventeen years old
0: so um but so when you were like three or four you 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 knew you were gonna be a dancer when you when you grew up that was that was your your thing
1: well, yes. other people want some people wanted to be firemen some people wanted to be policemen some some wish to have all types of secular jobs. But uh, even at that early age, I knew that I wanted to be a dancer.
0: So you said you got serious around 16. So what was what was uh, the first thing you did that you did seriously in the industry?
4: Gold train,
1: 60 nonstop men's across the tracks of your mind. Told you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were one of the original lockers on that show.
1: Yeah, I was one of the original Soul Train gang. I actually went on the show uh, where the show was created in Chicago on a UHF channel, and when the show moved to uh, from Chicago to Los Angeles, uh, our family subsequently moved, made the move some six months later, and then before you know it, I was on Soul Train in Los Angeles. So I've, I've been a Soul, I was a Soul Train gang original in Chicago, and then also in Los Angeles. And at that point, um, I met up with the other guys, uh, uh, Don Campbell, Don Camelot Campbell, Campbellock Jr., Fluky Luke, uh, Slim the Robot, Tony Basil, uh, and uh, the uh, Fred Berry, uh, known also as uh, Rerun, but we called him Mr. Penguin. So I met some pretty fabulous guys. Uh, one other kid that, uh, that I had the pleasure of meeting back in the days, and he wasn't one of the lockers, but was certainly part of the brotherhood that was uh Scooby Doo Jimmy Scooby Doo Foster
0: So you 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 meet all these wonderful people and you and this movement gets started and then you and at what point what was the first uh you got in, what was the first dance movie you were in
1: Uh actually the first uh first dance movie I was in I think
0: was it was it, S- Zan- S- was it S- S- Xanadu?
1: What's Xanadu As as It wasn't Xanadu. Most people think that I appeared in Xanadu, and in fact, I didn't appear in Xanadu. Um my first uh, feature film that I appeared in, I believe was TGIF, Thank God It's Friday with Donna Summers.
0: Okay, I know that movie. Oh wow. Yeah,
1: that was and- the first film where I appeared as Shavadu. The first film that I appeared in where I appeared as a dancer was in an animated form. And I appeared with the rest of the lockers in a Ralph Bashke film called Hey, Good Looking.
0: Oh yeah, okay. I know that movie well too. So you weren't in Xanadu?
1: No, everybody thinks I was in Xanadu. I wish they would send me the check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting all the notoriety for it. I thought, hey, might as well pay me too. So. There
0: you go. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> So what was the rest of your journey that got you up to uh, the movie Breakin'?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, God, I mean, I don't know if this show is long enough, but I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version. Uh, it, it, you know, it began with, with uh, my uh, appearance on, on Soul Train and meeting some wonderfully talented dancers and performers. It, there were just so many talented dancers on Soul Train. A couple of the other ones that, uh, of notoriety was Demita Joe Freeman, uh, Pat Davis, my sister Fawn. Um, there was Maud Rod. There was Little Joe Chisholm. There was uh, Tyrone Proctor. Uh, so we had a cast of some very talented people. I think also Jeffrey Daniels from Shalimar uh, and mm-hmm. Jody Watley. Uh, they were all part of the show. So uh, I, I was part of a very exclusive Group of people who are all talented, and that served as a platform for me. Um, when Tony Basil, uh, who was our manager, known as she's kind of like our Abe Saperstein, if you're familiar with Abe Saperstein, Abe Saperstein having uh, the credit for creating and founding the Harlem Globetrotters, I kind yes. of like I kind of like in Tony Basil to Abe Saperstein, which is, it, so historically, just so you folks out there. The Harlem Globetrotters did not start in New York. They started in Chicago.
0: That is correct, sir. <laughs> yeah.
1: for, more, for marketing purposes, Abe Sapperstein thought to name the Harlem Globetrotters with better marketing. I think he's right. Um, anyway, uh, Tony Basil uh, was our manager and responsible for forming the group. Uh, having a close relationship with Don Campbell thought uh, and had the vision that we could you know, be something significant in the entertainment world, and I was just a kid. And uh, when Tony was putting together the group, as chance or fate has it, I was chosen as one of the last members to be in the group. I was the youngest member as well. I, I think they wanted my sister Fawn, and I think they even had their eyes on Scooby Doo at one point. But uh, for whatever reasons, the gods, uh, the gods, if you will felt that it was my turn and I was ready and the opportunity presented itself and here you be here I be so that whole uh, relationship and journey uh, was followed up after the lockers we disbanded mind you in 1977 and by then I had had been introduced to a group of dancers here in Los Angeles in the gay community uh, they call them, and I refer to them as the Garbo Boys. Now, the gay community were, I call these guys the street, the, the sister act to the street dance movement. Uh, six, uh, half a dozen uh, gay guys I met. Um, one of them was Andrew, then Tinker. Uh, there was Lonnie. There was uh, Billy Star, Arthur, and some other ones, but, and Victor Manuel, and, and also Danny and people like that. And uh, I, I really learned from from Andrew and Arthur directly, and Tinker, and uh, learned this new style of dance that they were doing in the gay community. And they didn't really refer to it as whacking, as the world knows it. They referred to it as punking. They also referred to it as Garbo. And if you ask any one of those gay guys what dance they were doing, they would give you different versions. They may say, "Well, I'm Marlena Dietrich," or "I'm uh, I'm uh, Gar- Greta Garbo." So. Each of them had a self-image of of who they were in terms of the iconic, you know, female uh, artists in in films uh, of the 1920s and 30s and 40s. So uh, I learned this dance from them and kind of infused locking with this dance, Uh, and it became known exactly how the the term whacking came to be. is still a bit of a mystery, but people start to refer to it as whacking, but the world as the world knows it saw the version that I created. That was a fusion of uh that gay dance, let's say punking it in the, in this case, with locking and gave it more of a kind of masculine edge, if you will. And this uh this dance became very, very popular and I became heavily identified with that dance as a solo dance artist outside of the lockers. Most people, even in those days, referred to whacking as the Um So as time went on uh, and the lockers uh, disbanded in 1977, I had been working with Tony Basil with her Mickey head and uh-huh. some other live shows. Live shows she was doing, experimental shows she was doing in Los Angeles, like at Santa Monica Theater. She did it on Sunset Boulevard.
0: Uh, yeah, just a, yeah, just yeah, just a reference to everybody out there. A lot of people, the new generation. Everybody kn- knows Tony Basil just from Oh Mickey, You're So Fine. I mean, she is an extremely accomplished artist. That, oh um, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, She For she sure. she, was, she was amazing. She's worked with everybody from David Bowie to God. Every every tour, <laughs> yeah. She's worked
4: with
1: everybody. If people, you young kids out there, if you don't know Tony Basil, do your homework. She mm-hmm. was very important in terms of shaping the street dance landscape as we know it. Um, And and I think it should be noted, uh, in a male-dominated culture like hip-hop or street dance, it's a woman, a woman. It took a woman to make what we enjoy today something that wasn't before. So I I, I think we should should take our hat off to her for having that this having to create a creative vision to see that we could be something more than a than a group of of uh, inner city black and Hispanic or Latinos dancing in the ghetto. She saw that we could be dancing stars, and, um, and and as it turns out, she was right.
0: So you so what what got you into the movie Breakin' though? How how did how? Uh, I, I, I,
1: how yeah, so after Dancing with Tony Basil after. Being known for my my roles, uh, you know, my, my involvement now creating what I call the world's bisexual street dance form that the world knows is whacking, and now it's been rebranded as Shway Style. Um, that led me to uh, my, a solo career. Uh, I started to focus on that. My first really big show out the shoot was in uh Bette Midler's show called Divine Madness, uh, I was called by Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega knew of my dancing style and knew of my dance partner at the time, whom I taught how to do the whacking style and partner dancing and and also taught us uh, locking as well, uh, Anna Sanchez from the movie Breaking. And he called me and said, hey, you know, uh, we're doing a show on Broadway, and I was telling Bette about you, and she wants to see you. And well, uh, that meeting with Beth led to uh, me starring in that show, Divine Madness. And during that show, Steve Allen was sitting in the audience, saw me in the show, said he has a new television series for NBC, and said I would be great for the show. When I got to, after our run, we did a short run at the Majestic Theater. Um, I met with Nick Vanoff, one of the executive producers, who uh, the late Nick Vanoff, mind you, who was the owner of Sunset Gower Studios, and I met with Brandon Tartikoff, the late Brandon Tartikoff, at the time was the president of NBC, and I was given my own show as the resident dancer choreographer, and I was my partner in that was David Winters from the film, uh, one of the stars of the film and Broadway show West Side Story. Mm-hmm. and we created something that world had never seen before a blend of contemporary uh street dance uh on a regular television series where we do these big production numbers that kind of fame led me you know led me pushed me down the road if you will and uh then the breakdancing wars the breakdancing film wars started uh, i had just finished Doing um, a documentary called Break In and Entering, I, pr- I pr- uh, proposed the idea to Topper Carew, Topper Crew being the executive producer of the Martin Lawrence show, mm-hmm. and uh, but this is prior to that, obviously. He, he saw the validity of it. We did the the uh, definitive West Coast version of the street dance movement uh, in the in the uh, 70s. I mean, I'm sorry, in the late 70s and 80s. And after 82, I did that, and, uh, again, the breakdance work come out. I, I think uh, New World Pictures was doing a picture called Body Rock. Right, I had the lead right. in I, I I initially had the lead in that picture. I was taken out of that picture and replaced by Lorenzo Lamas. He's a te- huge television star in Los Angeles, I mean, in the United States. And I get a call uh, to choreograph a movie called Breakin'. Uh, I go to the movie I mean I'll go to the meeting rather Dressed just like it was in the movie I, I had the the coat, the hat and The the whole nine And Menachem Golden During the meeting says Hey Shabadoo, can can you act? And I, I don't know, I just said I'm from Chicago, I don't know what it really meant But uh. he says okay Shabadoo from Chicago Why don't you go to casting And it was being casted by uh, Pamela Basker And Fern Champion And I go over there, and I audition for the role of Ozone. And they had been seeing people. And I, you know, I read the role. I didn't hear anything. I I think the line that I said in the the audition was, uh, uh, who's next? I think it was, who's next? And I said, Ozone, street dancer. And it kind of got quiet in the room. And they said, oh, well,
7: okay, thank you.
1: Um. And I, I thought, okay, well, you know, they really didn't like me, so uh, uh-huh. that's okay. I just want to choreograph the movie. And then I, I I got a few blocks away and they said, hey, they really want you for the lead in the picture. And I was, later told, I was later told by the director when he saw that and he met with me that he knew I was the leader of the street dancers, that it was something about my personality, something about my charisma, if you will, something about... How I said things with such authority that he knew that he had the top rung of the street, in the street dance world. He later met with um, Ice-T. And he said Ice-T told him if you really want the guy to lead this movie, you won't get do. And then history was made.
0: Most definitely. <laughs> Most yeah, definitely. While, you
1: know, here's a history note. Here's a history note. Poppin' Taco, Anna Sanchez, Little Coco, um, Boogaloo Shrimp were all part of the Shabadoo crew. So they were all in my crew before we did the film.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I I used my influence with with the uh with the director to get those guys uh the part in the movie. It was when they saw me with Boogaloo Shrimp that they realized they had both of them. They had both the characters, they had Ozone and Turbo. Mm-hmm. Me and me and Boogaloo Shrimp, we had this kind of ongoing gag. We were kind of like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, so we right. were always jokes And we just kind of brought that joking personality to the audition, and they were like, "We got them. That's the two guys right there. Their personalities don't change your thing We want you to be exactly that way." And oh, as yeah. it turns out, as it turns out, uh, that film has um, sealed both me and
6: Boogaloo Shrimp
0: in street dance history forever and made icons out of us. And it's incredible that those movies still, I mean, yeah, they're trapped in a time capsule as far as certain styles, but I mean, you could still watch those movies and it's still, you know, a, a great, you know, fun, you know, adventure and you go along with the characters. Um, let's talk a little bit about since we're um, getting a little short on time the process so you get you get on a movie like that and yeah. you're you're given the assignment hey you know you're going to be the choreographer on this movie what what what's the process you go through um, as a choreographer with the script and with the dancers. And I mean, do you try and dictate where the film's going or do you just try and fit what you're doing and try and influence the director? What's your process?
1: Well, the, the process is very close working very closely with the director, but I want to make something very clear here. Once I was given the role, the lead role in break in, um uh, the job as choreographer was given to uh, Jaime Rogers, one of the stars of West Side Story. Um he he actually choreographed the film breaking. I work very closely with Jaime and Jaime's a dear friend of mine. So in okay. no way do I want to um, infringe on his on, on his work. He he was important for the film. He brought the best out of all of us. I love him dearly Without him, I couldn't have been the best the best dancer I, that I could have been. I, I just couldn't have done it without Jaime. So Jaime was very important. So the dynamics was the director, of course, relationship with Jaime Rogers and myself, since I had really the experience and more experience than Turbo and, and the rest of the guys for sure, and was able to collaborate with them on a much deeper level. But it was that dynamic that really made it work. Uh, and also the writer so you have the writer working the director working you have Jaime Rogers bringing a, a tremendous amount of of vision and uh and and experience to the table that that was the formula for success so i i owe a lot to to Jaime
0: so we're talking about basically People, I mean, you, you—that movie. Well, every experience we have when you're making a movie or when you're doing anything, I mean, is an educational process. And I, this kind of lead me into what you're doing now. Um, you, you, when we had our little um, talk the other day, uh, you were talking about your um, on uh, Facebook. You have this uh, universal truth. Um, And you want to talk about that and the whole uh, preserving uh, the street dance culture. You have a page on Facebook. And also, do you want to bring uh, Karina on the line now? I see that she's on. Yeah, because basically we can talk about how you're – wonderfully doing this whole uh, movement to educate future street dancers through, you know, give them the knowledge and give them the uh, experience to do the same thing themselves. So I see her on the line. Let's see if we can get her on. Karina, are you there?
6: I'm here. Hi.
0: Hi.
6: Hello. Hi, Shep. Hi, Greg. Hello. I just
1: got to say this. I got to say this, Greg. This thrills me to death to have, Karina Best on the phone. Uh, I think she exemplifies the new attitude of dancers today, really seeking to be their absolute best. Um, And, again, I've used this in terms of Jaime Rogers and also David Wentz, whom I love dearly. I love Karina Best. Uh, I admire her, and I'm a big fan of her. And and I'm looking and have great hopes for her in, in the U.K., leading the way. Again, there's a go. There you go. Again another woman's going to lead the way in the UK.
0: There you go. There you, there you go. So so Karina, we we had a little talk uh yesterday. You maybe you can um uh tell us how you met Shabadou and how you've be, uh, come into as you said his apprenticeship if you will.
6: Hmm. Well, um I actually met Shab about a, just over a year ago. I met him in May last year. Um but maybe I'll tell you my journey of whacking leading up to that point. Um, In 2008, I was dancing in a performance group um, just as a hobby, and this is where I first came across whacking. Um, And I was drawn to whacking because it's a street dance style which allows for femininity in a male-dominated culture. Um, So I began looking for places to learn whacking in the UK, and I found that there wasn't really anyone with a deep understanding of the style here. Um, So then after that, my research led me to realize that whacking was a largely misunderstood style. So I decided that I wanted to, uh, sorry, I wanted UK dancers to have the opportunity to actually learn the style properly, because I found over in in this country here, everything tended to be very watered down um, in terms of learning specific street styles. So then I embarked on a mission and I wanted to try and bring education and accurate knowledge of the whacking dance style into this country um and I wanted to be able to boost the dancing. Um because there wasn't any you know, there wasn't any teachers or anything who had a deep knowledge in this country, I I ended up having to look further afield, so I started looking outside of the country. Um and also at that time, it was what, four years ago, there was very little information about the style in the public domain. So if you typed whacking into an internet search you'd find nothing at all. Um And then, on YouTube, there was probably less than ten videos which you know said that they were whacking, so that was where my search began really um I contacted the people who had videos on there and asked where I could learn the dance and I was um directed to a girl over in Paris who was um said as the person nearest the u k with the knowledge with some knowledge of the dance, so I ended up travelling over there to do some sessions with her um And I also started hassling a UK dance promoter, um, who's the company called Be Better, to um, ask them to consider bringing whacking teachers over to the UK, and eventually they did. Um, And then subsequently, a whacking group was formed. Um, I was part of the first whacking group in the UK. Um, I stayed with the group for around 18 months, but... I was struggling to progress in the style and I felt like there was something missing, but whoever I came across just didn't seem to be able to answer my questions and and I felt a little bit lost. So I decided to leave the group and focus on setting up my organisation, which is called the Spread Love Dance Project, Um, and that organisation aims to raise the bar in street dance knowledge, education and training for UK dancers and teachers. And um, at that time, which was... January 2011 I was actually on the verge of giving up whacking altogether because I just felt a bit stuck. And then in May 2011 that was um Shabadoo was brought over to the UK by um a man named Omar, Omar Paloma. Um he runs a company called iDance and he he brought Shab over to judge a big dance competition and then when I heard he was coming I contacted him via Facebook and asked him if he'd meet me for lunch because I just thought that he'd be able to answer my questions. I thought he'd have the missing bits of information. Um and he agreed. And myself and a friend called Dee Dee went to meet him and he spoke to us for about three hours and literally cleared up all of our confusion, just like that. Um so, you know, I've spent a good couple of years Or longer, two and a half years um, going along this journey trying to to find things out. And then he managed to clear it all up for me in three hours. Um, (laughs) So I (laughs) ended up doing some sessions with him. um, And that was when I was introduced to Shui style. And in the first session, I just fell in love with the dance. It was like, I knew that this was the one. I was like, this is the one that I want to do. It was just so much fun. Um, And it was very different to what I'd learned previously. and uh, in those lessons he taught me about dancing oh sorry, sorry, the lessons that he taught me about dancing um, were so precious I felt like I'd had a glimpse of what it truly takes to be great at what you do Um, so he was answering a lot of questions for me, it was like millions of light bulbs going on one after the other Um, and then that was, that that basically was the the catalyst to me travelling over to train with him, so um, after that I became his apprentice and I started focusing primarily on shway style um, which resulted me um, moving to Los Angeles in May this year to train intensively with him. Um, and we trained five days per week for three months and I learnt the basics of the complete repertoire of Shui style and Shui theory and that's where we are now. <laughs> this is it. So I'm back in London now.
1: Um, you know, I, I yeah, want to interject It was an
6: amazing experience
1: I want to, uh, Karina, I want uh, Greg, I want to interject, you know uh, Just a bit of history Karina uh, Certification is the first of its kind There isn't another Street dance form, no street dancer Out there yeah. that has a, a, An actual street dance Certification yeah, you got people who maybe do jobs, and maybe they might six here and there. But this was a, a comprehensive program that was mm. that was uh, taught to Karina over a 12-week period. It was very intense. It was physically, mentally <laughs> demanding. So Karina is the first of its kind. She's the first certified street dancer in the world. In the world.
0: That's incredible. You
1: know, I tell you, I tell you, I I want to, you know, close that section with this. My goal is to be this generation's Arthur Murray. (laughs) The Arthur Mm -hmm. Murray of ski dance. I will have certified instructors that I equipped on every level all over the world. Yeah. yeah.
6: And that's really important. And Shab's my Jaime Rogers.
1: So
0: yeah, Shab-
6: and I'm your Jaime Rogers. There you go. Yeah. That's my
0: Jaime Rogers, yeah. <laughs> so, so Shabadou, tell me how um, where people can go to um, contact you, or wh- wh- where would you like to send people to further, um, so you can further uh, educate them on what you're trying to do? Well,
1: I'm currently getting my, my website uh, uh, constructed, but in the interim, you can. Uh, Get some information regarding the instructor program on my Facebook uh page. Uh that's the Shabadoo Ozone Shabadoo page. And I would send all information to Candice Lake, uh, and her email address is Candace C A N D A C E at lake dot com for all information regarding my instructor program. I will be in the UK this uh this October through January 2013 uh teaching uh instructing and certifying some more uh young ladies there um
6: yeah
1: so there will be and basically
6: that's
1: really exciting. yeah yeah so, if, so Karina so won't be alone there she'll have a, some stable mates but uh <laughs> yeah and, and and you can feel free to contact uh Karina Best on Facebook. She can she can point you in the right direction.
0: That's excellent. Um, I mean, I think I think this is a fantastic what you're doing. I think I, when I was talking on the phone yesterday, it, it drives me crazy when you have somebody that has so much experience and so much knowledge. And then they hold it all to themselves and they just make money with it and they're just worried about, you know, developing their own business, whereas you want to pass it on to the next generation. I really want to commend you for that. And it's great uh, that Karina is, you know, an example of the next step you want to take your uh, take uh, in your uh, life journey. So I just wanted to, you know, thank you for that.
1: Well, yeah, and you're welcome, Greg. I also want to add to that. One of the... One of the goals uh, of my Shoei program, my instructor program, and I've often told this to my students, and and Karina knows this as well, the goal is not to master a dance form. That's what differentiates my program and and my instruction from others. The goal is not to master it. The goal is not to to garner more students. Mm -hmm. My goal is to create a new generation of legends my goal is to create, to create creators. So when you think about mastering a program, you, you think about an ending. There's an ending to that. I'm saying, no, it should never be an ending. What I do is I empower young people to be creators, and as creators and only as creators are we emulating God and who says that we were created in his image. That means that we are creators, and creation is perpetual it, it is ongoing it is never ending yeah. so uh, so karina in my mind is on the path to being a creator not a master of this form mm-hmm. don't be a master yeah. of your form people be a creator of your form and then you'll mm-hmm. move forward and you'll be you'll be standing shoulder to shoulder with the rest of us
6: that is ha- why it's so important for people to actually learn the complete repertoire of their style, so that they can then take it to another level. And you, and you, and you can only
1: do that if a dance is, 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 is codified. Is codified
6: and, mm. it, and I think people worry about that. I know in, in the street dance world, people worry about the idea of codifying something because they think it's going to take away the idea of the freedom of expression. But having trained with Shab, I'd say that it's the exact opposite of that. And, um, you know... It actually has opened up, you know, it's opened up my mind and my opportunity and and things that I'll be able to do creatively. And it's like I feel like there is no limit really now. You know, I think that people are scared that codification means dogma, but it really doesn't. It really doesn't.
1: Young people out there, listen to what Karina's saying, and I want you to hear this loud and clear. Rules set you free. They do not inhibit you. It allows us to move forward with, a, with, a, with knowledge gives us that power. If you don't have mm-hmm. knowledge, if you don't have an accurate understanding of history, of technique, you are not empowered. You're actually mm-hmm. a slave not knowing. So when you know mm-hmm. something, you know, let's face it, every day we, we we depend on rules, don't we? When we stop at a red light, we, we hope that the person is going to stop at the red light too. It doesn't inhibit mm-hmm. us. It, it gives us a measure of freedom because we know that if we're hoping, at least, that they will obey the laws. There mm-hmm. are rules for everything.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I do um, I do stand up and I do improv, and everybody jokes when I say we're going to go practice improv, and they go, but "Improv is supposed <laughs> to be improv." I go, "No, you. If you don't." follow certain rules in improv, yeah. you're going to see the worst improv show you ever saw in your yeah. life. Yeah.
6: And that's what you'd say about dancing as well, is like when you're learning a form, when you're learning an art form, that you have to learn it so well that when you dance it, it comes off as if it was natural behavior.
0: <laughs> right. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on. We're, um, we're we're at the halfway point of the show. I want to thank you for calling all the way from across the pond, uh, Karina. Thank you for having and, and, me. And taking the time. Uh, it's my pleasure. Um, and uh, Shabadu, um, thank you for giving us some insight into your career and your process and where your influences have come from. And um, would you be willing to hopefully stay on the line uh, past the break? Because we're going to have people from uh, a movie called Battle B-Boy that are trying to do a new form of uh, movie where they're taking martial arts and putting them uh, with dancing. Would you be willing to hold on for that? Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to it Okay, great Alright, we're going to take a break everybody um, And um, we'll be right back after the break With the uh, cast And uh, some of the producers And the directors of Battle of B-Boy Again, thank you Karina Thank you Shabadoo, For you. everything And um, we'll be right back Okay back, everybody, to Greg Reistek's Movie Maniac show for the second hour. In our first hour, you missed an incredible interview with... Shabadoo Kononas, you missed an incredible experience. Um, that um, it's a good thing that we tape these shows. You can uh, replay this show anytime you want by going to uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, and rerunning the show. It always is streaming 24/7. Uh, you can get more information on uh, how to do that at my on my Facebook page. Just type in Facebook, Greg Reistek, Movie Maniac. I'm the only Movie Maniac, Greg Reistek, on Facebook. Uh, Or you can uh, catch me on the Twitter and uh, find me on there as well, at Movie Maniac Greg. So the reason we had Shabadoo on is we are doing a street dance movie-themed show today. And... uh, we are moving on to the next segment where there's a new street dance film that has, um, come my way. Uh, and, uh, basically it's a movie battle B boy that is mixing the styles of street dance and trying to add, um, martial arts to it. It's being called defy dance fighting. And we have, uh, some of the uh we have some of the producers we have some of the uh cast on we're going i'm going to uh check on the line here and see who we have uh first uh i believe we have uh frank and jeff on the line here uh let me see where they're at please bear with me hello you're on the air Hi, Greg. Hi, Shabadoo. This is Frank. Hey, guys, it's Jeff. Hi. Let me. Uh, we're going to talk a minute before uh, we bring uh, Shabadoo on first. Um, so both of you guys are on the line, and you guys want to introduce yourselves and um, what your uh, what roles you play in the creation of this film.
3: Sure. Um, my name is Frank Lin, and I'm the writer director of
0: Battle B Boy.
7: And then my name is Jeff Lamb, and I'm the producer of That'll Be Boy.
0: So I gave a little bit of uh, what the general, uh, uh, general what the film's about, but um, maybe you can uh, give us a little bit more about the process of how this film came together and uh, why you wanted to meld these two um, art forms together and um, how uh, this is uh, and where we can find it. Um,
3: sure. Let me uh, just give you a little information about the the movie. Um, it's you know sort of a new spin on old uh, martial arts dance film storyline. And you know, Battle B Boy is really you know about a group of very talented but very poor young dancers who need about eighty five thousand dollars to pay for their father's uh, their friend's father's heart surgery. So they had to join an underground martial art tournament in the streets of Los Angeles and. That uses hip hop music and breakdancing and hand to hand combat situation. You mentioned that a little bit. But these guys are new and they're underdogs. They really don't know what they're doing. So they have to uh, work with this sort of unsavory Mr. Miyagi type character, uh, a master of sifu, and train and learn the ropes. And then, you know, ultimately compete in this competition to win the money um as they're as, as they're doing this thing they they got to put their egos on the side and learn to work as a team and then ultimately they learn that you know they're not just fighting for a better future or for money they're really fighting for their friends who are really their family so that's what the movie is about
0: and uh where can we uh find this movie where where you you want to plug where we can find it
7: you can actually find it on iTunes August 17th and all other outlets everywhere else, Amazon, uh, Hulu Plus, uh, Netflix, Redbox, Blockbuster. It's going to be all over the everywhere, actually. and yeah, Everywhere you turn, it's going to be there.
0: So this is coming out on DVD as well? Yes, it is. Awesome, awesome. You guys got the bases covered. <laughs> um, so uh, let's bring uh, Shabadoo back on the line. Shabadoo, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you for hanging on and giving us more of your time. We really appreciate it.
1: <laughs> well, it's my pleasure.
0: So I I sent you a copy of the movie and um you watched it and uh we and um maybe you wanna um tell these uh filmmakers um after all of their efforts, uh what somebody of your stature in the uh street dance community and uh, being a choreographer and as long as you've been uh maybe give a little critique of the film if you will.
7: Well first of all I want to say hello to you guys. Hi Frank. Hi Jeff. Hi hey, Hi Shavadous, Jeff. Great to meet you man. Yeah. It's a real honor. It's
1: it's a pleasure to meet you guys as well and let me weigh in uh, for a battle B-boy. Um, one thing I want to do, and I want to I start this off with, I, I commend you guys for doing something that is different. And we so much need for all kinds of approaches. Uh, you know, we're all tired of the contest. Who's going to win the contest or I I Think I'm Better Than You, all those kinds of movies that have have basically dehumanized the street dancers. And so when I saw Battle B-Boy, I found it to be refreshing in that regard. I mean, here, here it is. You took two distinctly different genres, putting them together and creating something that may that may not resonate initially with a, with a wide audience, and and and, and, it, and it very well might. But I think there's going to be a core audience of people that are going to find this very interesting, as I did, and be inspired by it. So I think in the uh, overall of the picture, I think that you score big on that side. Uh, it's easy. You could you could always look at a picture and try to find ways. Uh, to make it better, of course, uh, we we all strive to be better. And but as a filmmaker myself, I realized that you may have certain budgetary uh, constraints. You may have, you know, you have a young cast with, with with little or no experience in terms of acting. But I thought, as a director, I thought you you got some some performances out of them. I thought the enthusiasm that that resonated was there. Um, I also I also felt. More than a few of them that they had a, a level of of uh, charisma
3: that I think resonated as well. So in that way, hey, bravo! Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I really a lot of it is uh, collaborating with the dancers because you know they they come in and they have so much personality. And even in the script writing phase, you know, we just sort of look, look at what we have access to, what we can where we can go. To shoot this film independently, but also at the same time, you know, we write the the roles around their personality, you know, and some of them are so so charismatic. I, I just felt like we have to we have to put that in the movie.
0: Mm. Let me let let me bring on um, uh, John Krang, who, uh, is uh who did uh, some of the fight choreography, and I also want to bring on one of the uh, other uh, producers and the director of photography, Jason. If I could, uh, John, are you there?
5: Yeah. Yes, I'm Jason.
3: here. Hey.
0: And Jason, are you there?
3: Yes, I'm right here too.
0: Okay. meet to everyone. Okay, great. Every, I just wanted to make sure everybody was able to listen in on this. <laughs> um so did anybody have – so Shabadoo, what did what did you think of the uh fighting in the uh in the movie? You know
1: the the, the fight sequences. Uh, I was I was kind of fascinated by it. um I thought okay. You know, so they're doing windmills and kicks and things, so, so the interesting part was for me the theme type natural. The theme type natural was the B boy martial arts hybrid. Uh I saw it, wasn't just going with the martial arts uh choreography and taking some of the popping and setting and stuff. It was like you know, when I saw that I was like, you know, shade the Shaolin temple, you know, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell you, I tell you, that part, taking the touch and all that stuff, I thought that, was kind of, I thought that was kind of fun for me. But if you had some more money, it would have been nice to do some of the fan, fantasy things that you see in, like, Crouching Tiger and stuff. You could have took it to another
4: world.
1: Yeah, if you had the money, we would. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have done that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Can yeah. you imagine?
1: Instead of running over the you know kind of Chinese you know homes and stuff, they were running over project homes and things like that. But,
3: <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, actually, we we wanted to do one on the rooftop, but we realized it would be too dangerous to actually do it on yeah. the. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know you know, you
7: know, you know what you know what would been kind of
1: cool is they would have had to do you know a series of. Uh, martial arts moves and, and acrobatics, and then instead of running up a tree, he would have to run up a, a telephone pole or something. Mm. <laughs> I think
2: one of the amazing uh, things that we were really
3: inspired by, too, was uh, Shabadoo, was your scene, you know, fighting Electro-Rock and stuff like that. You know, we wanted to, you know, pay homage to a lot of stuff you did as well and stuff. So, oh, yeah. yeah. When we all yeah, sat was- down and talked with John Crane, you know, and, and he knows the history, too, as well. It was very, you know, great to be able to communicate that, and, you know, we really wanted to pay homage to that to you, too, as well. Oh,
5: definitely, you know, yeah. We 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 wanted to have that line,
3: you know, speak to, you know, your films.
7: You, you know you
1: know what's really cool is that I'm glad you guys recognize that because I've always been, I'm a martial artist. I'm a martial artist as well. I like taekwondo, but... Um, oh, cool. Yeah, but but what I what I loved about it is, and and I love martial arts films and kung fu films and Shaolin films and all that stuff. Um, I'm glad that you recognize that because in the uh, battle scene in Breaking Two, that was that was my idea uh, to do dance battle uh, yeah. With, yeah, with the trash can lids, and you saw some kids with nunchucks and things like that. So. Um, yeah, but it, but but we didn't quite incorporate uh, martial arts as successfully as I had hoped into the dance piece as well as you did. I think in, in your martial arts choreography, you were able to integrate martial arts. I think a little bit better than we were able to. It seemed it seemed a little separate. And in those days when we did it, it it, it came off. Some people are like, yeah, right, martial arts and the and, 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 uh, street dance. How does that work? Well, you know, we got battle B-boy, okay?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's one of our inspirations, too, is exactly that fight. Yeah. I remember the the nunchucks and then yeah. you um, on top of the car, you know, on 101, and then just everybody... it is And there's, like, this this huge, beautiful moment when everybody is in mo- motion. And, you know, it looks like... It looks like a huge army battling each other, but at the same time, you know, it's it's dance and it's beautiful and it's choreographed to the to the rhythm, the beat, and it's just it was so inspirational to see that. And you know, we try to try to capture that, but you when know, we don't have the, the kind of you know the the enough people, but I think we we really try to capture that feeling of like you know all this motion, and it's there's the, there's an art to the dance and to the you know to martial arts as well as to dance.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think think you were successful
0: at it. What kind of a budget was on this film, uh, Frank and Jeff? But what what were you dealing with, if you wouldn't mind saying?
3: Um, It wasn't, this is Jeff, uh, it wasn't a studio budget, but it was... It was funded by our (coughs) parents. It was funded by Jeff's mom and my mom. And um, and then uh, we got two friends. um, Brian... Brian Roberts.
7: The other producer and...
3: and uh a, a chinese uh computer scientist I know down in orange county you know so so it, it's just like you know we're waiting for a check to come in and so we can we can feed people and you know it was amazing though the dancers and everybody who came in um you know they did it because they love what they do, so that was that was one of the things I felt like the whole movie was made made of their passion you know it it's only supported by the passion we provided uh insurance so that the the dancers, you know, feel safe doing what they do, and then we also fed them really well, thanks to Jeff. And um, you know, that's that's where it sort of drove the the whole movie. Wow, that's, that's
1: that's really something. Did I just hear you say that Jeff's mom gave you some money? It,
7: it was my mom, Frank's mom, and and my and Brian. He was a, a producer, so it was it was a it was a of a lot of people. But you know, me and Frank actually come from. Uh, Bigger budget movies, and and we know how to do everything, so we pretty much pulled every string that we knew in Hollywood, with locations.
1: You, know, you know what? Uh, you know we we need to put a real big shout out to your mamas for that.
6: <laughs> the family,
1: family you know, project. Family you project. Know, you, know, you know what? Your mom. You know. Wow, thank God for moms who believe in their children. I mean, you're Amen. a grown man got behind you. God bless you. You have these kind of mothers that says, you know, not only, because it's wonderful to really believe in your kid and all that, but actually bend their elbow and put the money down. Wow, that's big, you know. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is done. Your parents uh, were able to do that, and, listen, you were able to now share and create an experience for these young people in your film that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Um, that's beautiful.
3: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. I, I do have to thank, you know, also in, in terms of our parents, and then John came in and, you know, put his heart into it, and then Jason came in too, and, you know, he, Jason and I have been in film school uh, together, and so Jason came in and brought in all his equipment and made it look amazing, you know, with mm-hmm. with. No, no financial helping. You know, with, with just by himself. Wow. You know? uh, well, also with a cool, really good crew. You know. Yeah, so incredible. Did
1: you... What film what, what school, school did you guys go to?
3: If I may ask. Uh, we went to uh, UCLA. Okay.
1: UCLA, and I yeah. graduated from AFI.
3: Oh, okay. Beautiful school. Yeah, well, we we actually have a lot of good friends at AFI as well. Okay, I graduated as a directing fellow. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay yeah we we uh we we just graduated in uh undergrad uh, film filmmaking so we we kind of we kind of had a too big of a head thinking that we you know we're gonna be making big films right away but um you know i didn't have the 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 opportunity to specialize in, in directing i really respect people who come out of that that program actually wow
0: great so, let's bring on some of the uh we have some of the uh talent on the line. Um, Shabadoo, are you okay for time? Do you want to stick around or do we need to let you go?
1: No, I'm hanging around with these guys. These guys are cool.
0: Sounds good to <laughs> me, man. I'm just checking in with you, man. Awesome. Let's get um, I believe this is uh, Josh on the line. Josh, are you there? Hello? Hello, Josh? Hello? Hello, J- Josh. <laughs> Josh, are you there? You hear me now? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. You're right? That's because on- I'm... Horizon.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then we've got uh we got Ricky Cole here. Ricky, are you on the line? Hello. Hi, Ricky.
5: How's it going, guys?
0: Hi. Sounds like hey. you're waiting to catch a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and, I'm in the car. Uh huh. And is is Richie on the anybody know is he on the two seven oh six number here? Let's see. Hello. Yep. Richie? He's
2: on. Hey, how's it going? Hey. With you?
0: Okay, so um, we have a uh, few guys. Uh, Ricky, if you want to go first, tell us what you did in the movie. Oh, I didn't know if you said Ricky Ricky.
2: Yeah, um, I know, right? I play the role of Jay.
5: Uh-huh. Pretty much he's the big guy. <laughs> um, so, powerhouse, pretty much a lot of power and power within his moves and a B-boy background jumping into this, this scene with uh, his brother.
0: Cool. Richie. And that was Ricky. Uh, Richie, yeah. go on. Hey, how's it going? So, Richie, uh, I played Richie, so it was really easy for uh, my character to remember his name. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, uh, but,
2: yeah, my uh, I was a B-boy background in it, and, uh, I mean, as far as my character, he was kind of, uh, he was just always down for his friends, uh, kind of had a hard life at home, so I don't know if I want to give anything else away. You tell me, Frank.
3: No, I, I think the your your actual character was sort of uh inspired by Turbo too. Like we we wanna do the mm. sort of a comedic guy who can has a lot of heart and you know helps his friends. So that's
0: Yeah. The comedy relief, if you will.
2: Yeah.
0: All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: Ricky, John,
5: Ricky Ricky, didn't we try to um we tried to imitate some of Jim Kelly's moves from Black Belt Jones and Three the Hard Way.
0: Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we. Did. All the stuff I love. <laughs>
0: Paying homage. Paying homage. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh.
5: Dude, just, all we were missing was the afro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was working on it. <laughs> That's for the sequel.
0: <laughs> Josh, Josh, tell us, uh, tell us what you did in the movie, Josh. Yeah, sure. Okay, so
2: I'm. I'm on one of the enemy crews, uh, the Exterminators and I believe it's a semi final battle where I'm like the leader of the Exterminators and i I have a very robotic character. That's my main style in this movie, is just robot and all of my crew does popping, robot, animation, waving, and that's the style that we use against Richie and Ricky. You're the guy we featured. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Josh, you're the guy you're the guy featured at the end of the trailer, right? That's right. Yeah.
2: That
0: My chin is made of steel.
4: Yeah. Germany. <laughs> you
2: know it's funny, you know, it funny when I first met
5: you guys, when I met you, Dennis, Marie, you know, and you know and, and then uh, we, just, we 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 just started talking, and and uh, your guys philosophy was just so awesome because you guys had that old school philosophy about dance, and I was thinking, like, you know what? five venom. Let's give you guys all like a traditional food background. Yeah, and that's, what that's how we put it together.
0: Shabadoo, do you have anything you want to say to the actors at all? Yeah,
5: I'll just say I thought, I thought again,
1: i just echo what, what I said earlier. I thought you guys' enthusiasm yeah. really shined in the movie. And, you know, not to mention, I think you were there and you delivered on with the dance with the professor. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Know, it was a lot. Yeah, a huge honor. for me it was it was, it was a, a lot of fun to watch watching the mixture of b-boying or the mixture of popping and so forth with martial arts. I, I hadn't really seen it to that degree before. Wow. You know, now that you've done it, I guess everybody was like, nice <laughs> Yeah. Sure. <So, laughs> you know, you will come and do the same thing with a $20 million budget. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shoot, you guys can give me a role in the movie then, too. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll be in the movie at that point. No.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, there we go. In they're doing a $20 million battle street dance movie. You want to be in it? I couldn't say yes fast enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: You, you were telling me
0: you were telling me on the phone, Shabadoo, um, and we didn't get to touch on it in your segment. We might as well bring it up now. You're trying to develop another break-in movie. Uh, yeah, oh, know, actually. Yeah, yeah. Actually,
4: I've read a screen show, which
1: will be a third break-in film. Really interesting. But, and uh, right now, just to play the financing factors and to develop a couple of videos that i interested. i that with MGM. And you know, some other, some other uh, high profile production
0: companies that, that I want to make with. I
1: think it's time now to do another business now. More of a great experience. Indeed. Oh, that'd be awesome. Indeed. Maybe we can get Jeff and some of his friends and their mothers to give us the money to make it.
6: There you go. <laughs>
1: How deep are absolutely. their pockets? How deep are their pockets? There we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then and then and then you could bring all that good food you were bragging about on the set.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that was good for sure.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey Josh, was that food good on the set or what?
2: Oh man, they took care of our stomach, absolutely. <laughs> oh my
1: god, see it, all you have to do is offer me a in an N and out burger and some fries and, steak,
5: and I'm gonna... <laughs> a cake and I'll a double
1: double?
5: <laughs> There you no, go. No, no, no.
1: I'm eating, I'm in over my head yeah. all right. <laughs> Wow, okay
4: yes. So Frank,
0: Frank, Frank and Jeff Do you have anything else you want to um, say About the movie before we uh, Shut this down
3: Well, we we are just You know, one thing that I wanted to mention Early on, just also learning a lot About, about Breakers and You know, all the uh, hip hop dancers is that they put in so much of their, their energy into um, into dancing. I remember, like, when we first did my first take, you know, we had to sort of, when we cut, we had to really, like, scream and tell everybody. You because know, once the music is pumping and they're, it's in their blood, and, you know, they're just so passionate. They put more into everything, um, and that, that's what's in the movie. And, you know, if anything that makes it success, successful is it's all their energy, you know. Mm-hmm. I, that, yeah. I can't I can't describe that. I mean, it's just I've, I've done other films with um, a lot of actors um, in terms of doing um, horror and, and comedy, and they're they're really great. But it's like working with dancers who put you know who who move and who have to go out and put their body on the line, like like the way you guys did. That that you know I mean that's why I love dance movies. You know when you see them, they it's, it's 110%. Hey this is Josh. I just want to add to that.
2: The thing that's that's really cool about this movie in my opinion is is there's there's a little comedy and there's and there's obviously the mix of martial arts and street dance. And I feel like at this point, 2012, it's sort of a necessary connection, relationship, or fusion. If you look at the popularity of tricking now, martial arts trickers, and then you look at what they what they do it to, they they try to trick and do martial arts on the beat. And all of us, the street dancers, we try to sort of take bits and pieces, whether it's a gainer or kicks or b-boying moves in, in locking or a ground move in popping. We're kind of all using each other's styles to, to make our own individual style grow. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's a necessary fusion. It makes the movie, it sort of makes for a better movie and premise. And then if you look at what John and I were discussing, just as far as like the exterminators and our crew, um, John liked the fact that what he was saying. Our old school discipline is because we train like we're martial artists. We train like Olympic athletes, like street dancers. Really, don't get enough credit for that. Unfortunately, it's, it's getting better, but the training that goes into it, it's like you sacrifice just like any other athlete. You train and train and train and train and train, or a martial artist. And I think that it's cool to have that fusion in this movie. It kind of shows that and presents that to the world. So mm. I'm excited about it. It's like deep down, it's this it's the same discipline. It's really really yeah. It is. yeah yeah it is it
5: is it is the same discipline, I mean you know um you know it, it, it is about but the thing is is um it's a, what what I appreciated about working with you guys was that you know you guys knew how to adapt and adjust so quickly when i when I just make these little adjustments that we needed to have for camera, you guys just did it right away, you know um so and, and you guys guys completely understood where I was coming from and you know, it's, just, it's that synergy that we all had and I think it was everybody in this crew on, on, this, on the captain crew we were all on the same level as understanding of what we needed to do and you know it, it's just like mm-hmm. it's a bond that I have with you guys that, that you know that I think break. Well, it was it was like family definitely we were just like
1: oh,
0: you, know,
5: you felt that you felt that vibe definitely
0: mm-hmm. that was like after we wrapped yeah. I had to like text uh text frank and ask him like i don't know what to do anymore you gotta direct me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Frank
4: I'm just
0: frank yes, tell Frank tell us uh tell give give the big pitch here why why do i want why do I want to see your movie? Give me the big pitch as a director
3: well it's one some of the, something that you know we've seen parts of in different worlds you know in the dance world in the martial art world. And this is the first time we get to see both of them together, you know. And it's there's something amazing, and there's something there's something fun, there's something for everybody, you know. There's characters from all backgrounds coming together to do something they've been. And um, it it will be be fun and exciting, and you get to see something you haven't seen before.
0: Cool. Let's go right down the line. Jeff, give me give me give me why. Tell me why I should see this movie.
3: This is like
7: my version, as I produce this movie, of a 90s movie in the updated dance world that we have now. This is everything that I grew up with, that I love, with the best of both current and past. So, go watch this movie. This is, like, the best dance movie from independent filmmakers and fighting and all that stuff.
0: (laughs) John, you go. Tell me. Same thing.
5: Okay. All right. Well, as a as a stunt coordinator and the fight choreographer, and you know, one a, one of the a uh, supporting leads, I I think um, it's because because you to see, yeah, definitely you see two two disciplines put together like like never before. I mean, you know, it, it's it's something that you've never witnessed before. You know, you get to see dance fights, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that that is could be con- uh, controversial or groundbreaking.
0: Tell me more about tell me more about your character too. We did, we didn't really touch on that. What, what what was your uh character?
5: The character I played was Jimmy. Um you I, I was kinda like this gambler, rogue yet Mr. Miyagi. It was kinda like this multifaceted thing. I remember the- when uh when, when when uh when when Jeff and Frank pitched me the idea about it and I went, Really? No, I got to see this to believe this and you know, I was kinda cynical at first. You know, and then they started talking more about it. And I knew right away when they first told me that they wanted to do. First thing I thought about was was Breaking Two. That you know, the the nuts and thing. I was like, going, oh my god, are you kidding me? Really? We can. And I knew I I wanted to take that far. I wanted to, you know, from my experience as a martial artist and a, and a fight car I wanted to take it far, as far as I could beyond, you know, what everybody else has tried to do with it. You know, and as I go, like, oh, man, you know, they were. A little off here, a little off here. If I, if, I could, if I ever had a chance to do that, I'd do it. And, you know, <laughs> I was talking with my friend Jeff Amata about it. We we're, were both kind of fantasizing, yeah, that'd be really cool if we could do that. And then, you know, two weeks later, you hear Jeff Frank tell me the, what they want to do. I'm like, going, is this a deja vu, a dream, or what? So that's how that all happened. And then as I told them the fight culture, they started saying, well, why don't you play this guy Jimmy? I am like, okay. So that's how that all happened. You're defi-
0: you know, just, okay. Yeah, you're definitely the shady mentor. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: part
0: shady, part mentor.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Han, Han Solo uh, with Obi Wan Kenobi or something like that. I don't oh, know. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, Han Solo with
2: Obi Wan Kenobi. I
0: love that. <laughs> All right, actors. Um, hey, wait. A-
2: can I say something real quick? Shavado, are you still on the line? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> go you know, for it. This is—I'd rather meet you in person, but this is a cool opportunity for me just to say hi and uh, thank you for all that you've contributed to Street Chance. I—I uh, yeah. am heavily influenced by the original Lockers, and um, most people know you from probably your movies, but I know you as an original Locker and. Locking was the first style I learned after. I, I just studied b-boying and, and, like, new jack swing for a long time, and then I came out here and learned from some original lockers, and I have never met you. I've met everyone except Rerun, you know, rest, may you rest in peace, but it's just anyways, it's it's a pleasure for me to um to say that to you over the phone, that you you really influence so many people. So, thank you. That's
1: really that's really nice to be and We're most very welcome friends. Did you ever get a chance uh come to the Performing Arts Center? Uh, I have an artist in residence uh, that's over there, and you are more than welcome to join my class tonight. Uh, Come like. down in January. We're so like, on the seventy ninth, Avenue, seventy ninth, one hundred and twenty, sixty. So we can get it. at to see you
2: Yeah, because I can't really hear it too well. I didn't. Well, I have to get the information.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great. Great to pass the information on to all
5: you guys. But
1: thank
2: okay. you.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh thanks. Yeah. Any and, other? Yeah, Shabbat, thank you, thank you. You know, you you're you're an inspiration to, to meet too as a kid. Yeah, I was growing up watching your movies too. Just, thanks.
0: Yeah. yeah, we just we have a lot of background uh Rick, noise Rick, from somebody.
1: Greg <laughs> I had a quick pitch for the for the film. Uh, you didn't ask me. My my pitch would be did you love Dan? You love martial arts, you get can go in Battle B Boy. That's it right there. Is,
5: yeah,
1: my short page is this. My short page is this. And I would take a page out of my mother's book. And I would ask her, why can't I go to a particular place? if she said, I couldn't. She said, because I said so. I'm a page out of my mother's book. You should go see Battle B Boy because I
5: said so.
0: I was, <laughs> t- yeah, was. Wow. Wow, Shab-
5: wow. that's that should be on the DVD cover.
4: <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. Shabba, you see,
0: I was saving you the best for last, so you you followed you followed my uh you, you did it before I could even introduce you. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: well, hey, you, guys, you guys are a blast, uh, and I wish you all success in the world with your film.
3: Well, Thank I you. Uh, you're an
0: inspiration. Okay. I think that's the best place to end, guys.
3: I uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: always end on yeah. top. So uh, I want to thank you again, Shabadoo, for uh, joining us and staying on the line and uh, and uh, giving some of your knowledge on to these uh, these filmmakers and the actors. And uh, thank you for also uh, the interview segment you did beforehand. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you for the
5: opportunity. Again, I wish you guys tremendous success on your film. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. It means a lot coming from you.
0: Cool. All righty. Well, I'm out. thank you everybody for being on. And I think we'll uh, end it right here, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool.
4: Appreciate oh, yeah. Thank you for
0: having on. Appreciate everybody being on. And, um, every, as uh, I've already said, everybody can, uh, listen in, uh, to the show, um, on repeats. Uh, you can go to listen to us uh, again on blog talk radio. And, um, Next week, we are going to be doing some uh, other movies. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, Hit and Run, uh, the directorial debut of uh, Dax Shepard with uh, Kristen Bell and Tom Arnold. And we're also going to talk about uh, The Expendables, the big, 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 big uh, action film that we uh, have um, coming up next week with all of your favorite 80s and 90s action stars. Um, sorry, I just wanted to get the background noise out of the way there. I didn't mean to cut everybody off, but <laughs> somebody was feeding back. Um, so uh, thanks again, everybody, for uh, being on the line. And uh, I really appreciate everybody's time. And uh, next week uh, we will uh, have another show. And uh, you can also, again, follow me on my uh Facebook at Greg Ristick Movie Maniac and Twitter at Movie Maniac Greg. Uh, Have a great week. See some movies. Uh, See Battle B-Boy and uh, go back and uh, watch some uh, dance movies. Go watch some uh, break-in movies. Oh, and by the way, Battle B-Boy, you can go to www.battlebboy.com. You can go to Facebook.com slash battle the movie. You can go to uh twitter slash battle and on YouTube it's at youtube dot slash the battle And I will be posting uh the information that uh Shabadoo uh gave me about his uh program on my Facebook page. So go to my uh Facebook page, like it and uh We will give you the information. Thank you once again for joining me, and uh, have a great week. now that you've chosen the vanity, paint, and bathroom tile, you still can't decide on the faucet. Let the Home Depot make that easier by saving $10 on the sleek, modern Moen Genta faucet. Right now, it's only $89. Bucks. How's that for easy choices? The Moen Genta faucet. Now, just 89 bucks during the winter kitchen and bath event at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Valid through March 24th while supplies last.